You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and thanks for joining me here on this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and tonight Limerick is in the spotlight thanks to a lineup of three great guests. To start off tonight, psychotherapist Neve Connolly from the Mind Gym in Dungarvan. Neve has news about an uplifting event in the Limerick Strand Hotel to raise money for charity. Lorraine Fannerin shares her La Cucina story and chef Tom Flavin his details about the programme of events scheduled for this month and October to celebrate Pigtown. But before that, here's how to get in touch with me here at Best Possible Taste. The email is s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. And I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So our first guest tonight is Neve Connolly from The Mind Gym. Neve is heading up the Empowering Woman charity fundraiser that takes place on Sunday the 16th of September and I sat down with her to find out what guests can look forward to when they come along to the Limerick Strand Hotel. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Neve, you're bringing a very important event to the Limerick Strand Hotel on Sunday the 16th of September. Tell me a bit about it. Yes, Sharon. Um, It's called Empowering Women and it's going to be a wonderful day out. Uh, A mixture of professionals doing presentations on all things uh, related to women from um, prenatal and postnatal health to fitness and exercise to managing stress and work-life balance. Um, We're going to have Eunice Power doing a fantastic uh, food demo and then we will have a panel of brilliant women um, all from all different uh, careers and backgrounds who have overcome various challenges um, and they will speak about their experiences, what they've learned and it'll be the aim of the day is that it will inform and inspire. Your day job is a psychotherapist? Correct, yeah. I work in Dungarvan as a psychotherapist. Um, the way I work is with CBT, which is a cognitive behavioural therapy, which focuses on uh, the thoughts and behaviours that are unhelpful in people's lives. So the majority of my work would be with anxiety, but I would also work with um, you know, issues like burnout and stress, uh, maybe bereavement. Uh, conditions like obsessive compulsive disorder, so quite an array um, of issues. But it's a solution focused way of working. Um, it's really constructive, um, people like it, um, and it's very effective. Nutrition is something that's very important to you and something that you always highlight to clients whenever they come in to it's you. It's a huge issue. In an intake interview, I would always ask people about the basics of health um, because mental and physical health are two sides of the same coin, really. So I would always ask, uh, how's your nutrition? What's your diet like? Are you good for eating healthy food? Do you hydrate a lot? How much water do you drink? Um, what's your caffeine intake like? Uh, one of the issues over the last couple of years is the popularity of, say, caffeine drinks and kind of high energy drinks, which are sugar laden, uh, which are, you know, in moderation, I suppose they're not harmful, 
but if you have mental health issues, if you're stressed a lot, maybe with work or home situation, um, and you're you know, taking a lot of caffeine, it's really unhelpful. It can make problems worse. Um, another thing I would ask about is alcohol use. Um, people are, we're very, you know, we have a very unhealthy relationship with al alcohol in this country. We, you know, we binge drink. Um, and again, if you have mental health issues or mental health concerns, um, it can have a very negative effect. Um, alcohol is a depressant, so if your mood suffers at all, it can just make it worse. Um, I think there's a bit of a change coming um, around that. I think young people are starting to see uh, the effects, the negative effects of drink and are, you know, starting to drink less. Um, you know, this, this notion, the fear after a weekend out, um, if you have anxiety, the fear will be magnified, you know, a hundred times by excessive alcohol and people feel so much better and fresher on a Monday morning um, if they've had a relatively healthy weekend. It's not about being frugal, it's not that you can't enjoy a nice gin tonic or a nice glass of wine, but within moderation. So we look at the whole spectrum of how people, how they nourish themselves, um, because if you're working uh, to get good mental health and you're eating you know really poorly uh, it's you know the two will be out of sync how important is self-awareness whenever it comes to your diet and your drinking because some people might think oh I do eat quite well but whenever they discuss it with you you can see a completely different picture do you find that a lot of people are in denial about their alcohol intake and about what they're eating on a daily basis I think people are fairly tuned in food wise I think there's so much in the media now about healthy living and um, nutrition and uh, they're more aware definitely um, they, so they might say my food's not great they would be a bit more realistic about it they'd say oh I'm prone to maybe takeaways or processed food or I don't have time to you know home cook um, or I'm too inclined to snack at night when I'm stressed um, but I think with alcohol yeah I think there could be a bit of a lack of awareness people think oh I'm not an alcoholic or I don't have an addiction and they're right they don't but there can be problem drinking. It doesn't have to be at an extreme to cause problems. The definition of binge drinking is more than your weekly allowance in one sitting. And we would do that on a regular basis. So we would be quite out of sync in terms of European standards. And that's very difficult, you know, to, to manage. If you're out, every social occasion has drink, a wedding, a christening, a funeral. It's all, you know, dictated around alcohol, unfortunately. So, um, it's, it's too easy. And whenever to you say to a client, look, you really should cut out the alcohol mm. or Moderate. you should cut it out altogether, that must instill a lot of fear in some people. For some people, it is a relief. It, you know, it's something they may not have thought of. It's, um, they, they, for some people, they're going, do you know what? I do feel terrible on Monday. It, you know, it takes me three days to get over a big weekend out. Um, my head's not right. And when they do try and uh, cut back or moderate, because, you know, I, I, I would never say to anyone, you must cut something out completely. I try not, you know, to go for extremes. You want to implement a program that somebody can follow and stick to. Um, so if you can cut back, if you can think about when you drink, if you can, you know, every second 
Um, if you're drinking pints, every second pint have water. Uh, don't get into rounds. You know, there's there's a few things that you can do that are easy to implement. Um, but by the time people come for CBT, they want change. They're ready, so they're open to suggestions. And when you present the facts to them, um, usually people are very willing to give it a go. Um, you know, if they've come for therapy, they need help. You know, there's something in their lives that they're not able to manage. So um, they're quite willing to try things. And then usually when they do cut back or improve, they get they see the benefits straight away. Their sleep improves if they're eating well. Um, and if you have a good night's sleep, you're far more likely to deal with whatever the challenges of the day may be. So they see the benefits. You said earlier about how there's lots of TV programmes and information in the media now about healthy eating, mm. so people are maybe more aware if they're in that space, educating themselves whenever yeah. it comes to their nutrition. And because I think there's lots of things that we would have been eating in the past that we didn't realise that they yeah. were bad for us. The coffee, um, for example, like how many cups of coffee should we be drinking a day? If you can max at three, that's, you know, that's no more than three is good. Um, I mean, caffeine is caffeine is a stimulant. Um, it can help wake you up. I love my first cup of coffee in the morning. You know, again, it's not about being very severe or you you know cutting things out completely. But can you moderate it? If you love your coffee, have your coffee in the morning. But then don't maybe have caffeine after three or four in the afternoon. Like I personally have never got the whole caffeine drink thing yeah. that the young people are, mm. are well into. You must be very pleased about the news in the UK that they're going to ban the sale of those drinks to under 18s. Do you think that's something that they should implement in Ireland I, as it well? It would be a really good idea, yeah, because that is one of the things I would ask as well in the intake interview, your use of caffeine or these energy drinks um, because again, people are not really aware and they don't associate necessarily the two together, it, particularly when they have anxiety. Um, another thing is the use of energy drinks in, um, fit, in the fitness industry, in gyms and um, for getting an energy boost before you do your workout. Um, you know, and I've put a post in social media pointing out the fact that caffeine is you know, contraindicated if you're struggling with anxiety. And I've had people come back and go, I never knew that. I wouldn't have made that connection. It actually makes complete sense now that you've explained it to me. So, you know, it's it's that awareness, I think, is, you know, it is there. Um, and when I ask about the caffeine drinks, most people say no. But I would be concerned for younger, you know, the under 18s who are maybe more... Um, prone to persuasion or you know seeing people they admire maybe drinking you know these monster cans or whatever so you know that's the kind of thing you'd watch out for so is it that the caffeine makes the brain more active that it affects the mental health is it the highs and lows or what way does it it work it helps you release adrenaline and when you're anxious you're already releasing adrenaline anxiety is the overestimation of danger coupled with the underestimation of your ability to cope so that that would be it in a nutshell if you have a challenge and you think you can manage it you're not going to be anxious about it or if you think you have no challenges at all you're not going to be anxious but when you get the two together you don't have the resources and there's a big ask of you that's when people get stressed and anxious to deal with that the primitive brain kicks in it sees it's it sees threat and it releases adrenaline to get us ready to fight or flight. That's going all the way back to the, the caveman times. That's what kept us safe. 
unfortunately, the primitive brain doesn't understand that this test that I'm about to sit or this interview I'm about to do doesn't need adrenaline. I don't need to run around the room. So you get then the signs of anxiety, like your heart starts beating faster, you might get a knot in your stomach, your breathing uh, quickens, and they're very uncomfortable sensations. So if all that's going on, you have enough adrenaline in your body. If you drink caffeine on top of that, it adds more adrenaline into the mix, so those symptoms will get stronger. Um, so that's a very unpleasant place for a person to be. So caffeine and anxiety are bad news. So your event then on the 16th of September in the Strand, it starts at 12 o'clock and it runs to 5 o'clock. What's the, the format for the day? I presume there's no tea and coffee on arrival. <laughs> There will be beautiful coffee and I will be walking around making sure that no one has more than two cups. <laughs> Everything in moderation. So we will have lovely refreshments. There will be home-cooked, fresh and healthy treats, actually. Tom Flavin, the head chef here in uh, the Strand Hotel, is doing beautiful food for us. Um, so we'll have registration from, you know, 11, half 11. We'll all be here. and um, People can mingle and uh, enjoy one or two cups of coffee uh, then we'll have the kind of professional presentations will be the first half and um, we've uh, Maria Gibbons who is the um, perinatal specialist midwife from uh, UHL she will be talking all about pre and postnatal health um, Amanda Moroni who is um, a bikini competitor and fitness um, extraordinaire she's currently studying for her phd in nutritional medicine she will be doing the second presentation i'll be doing the third presentation talking all about stress and anxiety managing the work-life balance i think that particularly women um, experience and ways of coping with those um, and then to round up the first half we have eunice power doing her food demonstration and she's going to do um, really nutritious healthy food but that's easy to do because everyone is pressed for time life is very busy and full-on um, so we don't want you know long elaborate recipes with 79 ingredients um, and Eunice is excellent at you know home-cooked simple and delicious food she's a mom of three boys herself so she knows how busy things are as well as being um, a very busy businesswoman so um, just when we we're going to get hungry then, looking at her lovely food, Tom and his team will serve up a delicious lunch. We have um, really good stands as well at the event. Um, they're all uh, entrepreneurial, independent, quality goods that are run by Irish women. So we're supporting those. You can, if you want to mention the C word, do a little bit of Christmas shopping, get some lovely gifts. And then in the second half, we'll have a number of panels. Um, amazing, again, women from some from Limerick, some from Dublin, talking about personal experiences, things, challenges that they've overcome um, and how they've managed and dealt with them. So they'll be sharing their kind of secrets and tips. They're very inspiring people. They're also quite modest because all of them, when I asked about speaking, oh, well, you know, a bit shy and nervous maybe, but, but they have a very important message. Um, and I think people will really love listening to them. Um, everybody, goes through something in life everyone we all have our struggles we all have our challenges and it's about sharing the more knowledge you have the more empowered you are so uh, everyone that's taking part is doing it voluntarily because this is all in aid of charity there's three really amazing charities here in Limerick and that's every penny and um, with the proceeds will go directly to them so the first charity is Pieta House 
The second charity is Adapt Services, which run their uh, service for um, survivors of domestic abuse. And they actually run one of the biggest women's refuges in the country um, here in Limerick. And the third service then is Postnatal Depression, Ireland who offers support um, to uh, any women and their families experiencing postnatal depression. Um, so they're doing brilliant work and it's great to be able to support them. So they will also be here at the event. So if anyone has any questions for them, they'll be able to talk to them and get advice and information. Um, so it'll be it'll be a really fun day out. It'll be lovely and relaxing. Um, and you'll know that you're doing something good for your community as well by, by being here. Amazing. And tell me, where do people get their tickets? Because it is a ticketed event and Correct. they should get them before they, they arrive here on the 16th. Exactly. There's a couple of places. If they go to La Cucina in Limerick, um, if they go to Pieta House in Limerick, and if they go online to Ticket Taylor, Empowering Women, they'll find the tickets there or on my website, themindgym.ie. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like a great event, well worth investing in ourselves as women and taking a, a day out, a Sunday out exactly. to ourselves and coming along. We'll certainly all go away with something that's well worth hearing and learning. So thanks for telling me about it today. Thank you, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Neve Connolly from the Mind Gym in Dungarvan had news about an uplifting event called Empowering Woman and that takes place in the Limerick Strand Hotel to raise money for charity. And if you missed that and you're just tuning in, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings. And it's also on a podcast, SharonNoonan.com, as well as iTunes and the podcast app and the taste.ie website. Now, still to come tonight, we have Tom Flavin, who is the executive chef of the Limerick Strand Hotel, and Tom is doing the catering for Neve's event. He's an award-winning chef and member of the Limerick Food Group, and Tom will be telling us about the programme of events to celebrate Pigtown this month and October in Limerick. But next, we're going to hear from one of the speakers at Neve's event. Lorraine Fannerin is well known in the Limerick community and beyond for her highly successful businesses and so much more. We met last week for the first time and I was delighted to finally meet her in person. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Whenever I think about one of Limerick's best culinary successes I immediately think about La Cucina and Lorraine you are the head honcho there <laughs> along with himself I suppose. Yeah. How the long, quieter side. <laughs> how long is it since you started the business? Um, we started in 2003 actually so 15 years. years yeah we were only babies when we opened first uh, I remember actually when we opened people used to come in and go can I speak to the boss and I'm like yeah that's me they're like no no the real boss I was like no that's definitely me so we were very young at the time and whenever you opened 15 years ago, did you see the business going the way it has gone? Here you are 15 years later, you have two other businesses on top of it. Uh, no, not at all. And to be honest, when we opened first, we were way ahead of our time. It took us a good few years to actually find our feet and to find where we were. Um, back then, like even though it's 15 years ago, like people still 
didn't eat parma ham or buffalo mozzarella or, like when we opened first and they saw it was Italian they assumed it was fish and chips so we had a lot of changing of uh, mindsets to do at the start this is actually before even Ryanair was even big I think so once people start travelling then it got a little bit easier but yeah I remember a few days there now in the tumbleweed going outside the door <laughs> and your um, your cooking expertise at that stage had been honed by your in-laws didn't you learn to cook from your your mother-in-law yeah like I had no clue about Italian food or how to cook or anything so um, she took me under her wing and brought me into the kitchen and uh, I wouldn't say taught she hammered it into me as Italian mother-in-laws do uh, yeah so she taught us everything we know basically but Bruno is a natural cook is he uh, he wasn't either no because with the Italian mummies and their boys like the mama cooks everything so he would never have cooked I'd say he hardly knew how to use the toaster to be honest um, but then I suppose the sense of taste and the understanding of the food and everything would be there after being brought up in it so he actually learned quite fast and he would have been that side of it and you were more the marketing side of it because that was what your area of expertise was um, so I had done a degree in business and marketing but back then it was so different so really I was more kind of the front of house customer service that side of it um, I wouldn't have really known much about the marketing until social media actually came into play then and you really were a shining light with social media like one of the, the early adopters yeah I was one of the first on everything I think I was one of the first food people on Twitter myself and Donald Skihan actually He's done quite well since. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when you have kids. <laughs> um, so I remember the two of us being on there chatting all the time because there wasn't many more on there. Uh, Facebook then, I think Facebook actually transformed our business because no businesses were using it at the time. It was just the personal page. So I used it for the business, but there was no business pages back then or anything. So um, so yeah, kind of once we once I started using social media, that's when we really got the, the name out there. I can remember being in La Cucina in Castle Troy one day and you talking about, oh, there's bags there that you buy. There was pasta in it. There was maybe an onion in it, yeah. a tin of tomatoes. I don't know what else. Yeah. I can't remember what whole, else was in it. The whole recipe. But that night you were going to be going home and cooking this. And were you going to take photographs and put it up and with text and do it one yeah, stage at a time? Yeah, I think it was a recipe, just a basic pasta, tomato sauce recipe. And then, because again, people didn't know that much about Italian food back then. Because again, there was no social media. There was no recipe sites like there is now. So, um, yeah, I basically used to like, do a cook-along yeah that was it it was a Twitter cook-along and I used to put the, the step-by-step photos and everything and I put on Facebook then as well so yeah, definitely an early adopter yeah. leading the way because whenever you see how much goes on now with social media on the Facebook Live and Periscope and whatnot, mm. people really make the most of it. But you have no time to do that now because you're no, so busy. Yeah, the business built so fast then over the last few years and then obviously we have two children as well. Um, so now I suppose my focus more, I think like Facebook is still there and Twitter is still there, but I put more time into Instagram now more than anything. So you move along with each one and Instagram is your your social media platform of choice because why do you like um, it the most? I think it's just so visual as well and then I suppose the younger generation are on Instagram. Um, now I will say like I would never underestimate Facebook. We actually we launched these freak shakes in uh, La Cucina Centro there in July and I put on one post just you know share it with your friends I hadn't done anything in ages on it and it reached 100,000 people wow. organically I didn't boost it nothing so when something is very visual on Facebook and people like it they'll share it like I think there was like 2,000 shares or something it's the biggest reach we've ever had 100,000 people reached yeah that's amazing yeah, we were and it was actually just after the hot weather so it had been really quiet with the weather 
very minute that happened, we were just queues at the door. That's incredible. So it's still so important, like whatever, 15 years later, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, it's still it's still the core for us as well. Yeah. Because you have um, you have La Cucina in Castle Troy, you have La Cucina Centro in mm-hmm. the the city centre of Limerick, mm-hmm. and then Sano is the healthy arm. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so five years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had a full mastectomy on the left. I was only thirty-eight too young to have it you know on paper shouldn't get it but I did so I suppose it was a big wake-up call for me and um, obviously everything went fine I'm all good but I kind of changed my focus so I kind of got it into more healthier eating and uh, training a lot lifting weights things like that and um, so I've just seen like I suppose there's a shift the last few years and it's kind of it's changing now as well like Italian food is still as popular as ever but there is definitely more focus on health now so so I suppose it's all gap in the market there as well there's not that many healthy cafes or you know that kind of thing so we said we'd we just opened there last year so we're going to see how that goes and like the plan is to roll out as many as we can and is it is it attached to a gym in yeah Limerick? it's in Delta Sports Dome so there's a gym there there's like gymnastics classes there's yeah, yoga there's loads there so it's like it's the perfect location for it but I'd love to bring it into the city now as well tell us the sorts of dishes that are on offer through there so we do a big range of salads sourdough sandwiches wraps and then we do meals to take home as well um, everything's calorie counted macro counted so uh, you know they're all it's all clean foods as well you know so that uh, we've all the recipes on the, and the ingredients and whatever on the the labels so it's I suppose it just takes the biggest problem even for me because I I never ate that healthily before it's you know it's knowledge I suppose as well so we're trying to take out the fear of trying to eat healthy so we do plans as well where people like I I try to get away from like calorie counting and whatever just so people can see how to eat healthy you know and still enjoy life and well I mean you look absolutely amazing so you're a great advertisement (laughs) for it (laughs) And I still have my wine and my pizza and my pasta and everything else. Yeah, because that is really important, of yeah, course. Yeah, like I'm really, I really like even I have my own Instagram as well. Um, that I'm trying to just show you don't have to diet. Like I hate dieting. I hate myself. I hate depriving myself of things. So like I have two Italian restaurants and a healthy cafe. So I eat everything. So I suppose it's to show that you can eat all foods and eat healthily and still be the weight you want to be and whatever. So like you must be so busy though with those three businesses you've two children and and you're training six days out of the seven how do you how do you fit it all in well I train I do crossfit now so I get up in the morning I train a half six every morning and then like the business has got so big now we've a production unit production kitchen as well so there's four locations so I have 50 staff between them all but like we have an operations manager now we're getting a bookkeeper you know it's been hard actually the I suppose the transition from a little small mum and pop little store to this big business I think sometimes we think we're playing Monopoly we don't even understand ourselves how many people do you employ 50 my goodness yeah, yeah. that's incredible yeah it is yeah. and we have a great team like in Castle Troy just a lot, most of them are with us 10 years they're there for years like people stay with us which is great as well I'm so dependent on all the people in all the different locations so over the years we've learned to delegate a lot better because you can't control everything anymore you have to invest in people and you know let people do their jobs and you must have seen a lot of changes in the industry like the the boom and then the crash and now we're coming back again but you've survived it all what do you think the key to your success has been we're very adaptable 
um, or fluid, as someone said to us yesterday. We just hop on the roller coaster and just keep going. Uh, some people find it hard even to work with us because if something's not working, I change it really fast and I find something that does work. Um, the recession probably made us, to be honest, because it's, nobody was really going out to eat, but they still wanted to. So we did a pasta and wine kind of an offer in Castle Troy for 10 euro and you know so two people could go out could still get out have their pasta and wine 20 euro and they were home so once we did that it just changed the business altogether so that actually we grew in the recession and there were some disappointments along the way because you wanted to expand that particular unit and it was about to happen and then it yeah. didn't happen but everything happens for a reason absolutely doesn't it? I'm a big believer in that now we tried to go next door in Castle Troy but and we put a lot of time and effort into it it didn't happen there's been a couple of other locations as well that have fallen through as well but then look it's all part of the journey and it's that's where we are where we are now if somebody's listening and they think gosh I really want to own my own cafe type place what is the the best piece of advice that you could give them don't (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot of people say if they knew what they knew they at the start they wouldn't do it everybody has the dream I've met so many people over the years and they come in all excited and you know full of life and then they leave dejected after they hear the truth it's very hard and it's actually getting harder and harder for people to open to be successful you know the everybody thinks there's loads of money in food because they cook something at home and they know the cost of the ingredients and then they say oh you're charging 12 euro for a pasta but the overheads are very high the margins are small in food and you really need to be like your volume has to be high you have to be you know the turnover has to be high and the one thing I say to everybody is like social media is the most important part of my business to grow do you think it has been the key to your growth? Absolutely. We wouldn't be where we are without it. Like, that's my job. That has been my full-time job, basically, for the last few years. And the vision for the future, then, you have um, three different businesses now. Mm-hmm. Where do you see it all going in, in another 10, 13 years' time? Where are um, you going to be? I suppose at the moment our focus is, like, Centro is doing fantastically well now. That took a, a good while to get where it is as well because it's very different to Castle Troy. Um, but we're really happy with that now. It's, it's on the right road and hopefully they'll continue the success. So for me, yeah, it's the health market, really. Yeah. I, I think there's a lack of healthy options in Ireland, you know, so... I'd love to roll out a chain of Sano. That's the plan. Yeah. And I see there's a, a number of places now they're delivering to your door. Is that mm-hmm. something that Need. you can yeah, offer? Yeah, there's a few companies out there that's doing that as well. There's quite a lot of companies doing it. So we were thinking about it initially, but I think I'd prefer to get it to the high street and shopping centres, especially all the shopping centres. There's never any, like even for the children or, you know, there's no healthy options at all. It's all the, you know, the big chains. So yeah, that's that's the plan. Well, listen, lovely to talk to you today. Thank Best of luck much. with it. Great yeah. to see you looking so well and so healthy. You are an in inspiration. Oh God, I don't know about that. Thanks, <laughs> Just Lorraine. in my house. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to the best possible taste with Sharon Noonan, sponsored by the Taste.ie, voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to the best possible taste. I'm Sharon Noonan, and just before the break, Lorraine Fanarin from La Cucino and Sano shared the challenges of running multiple successful businesses. And earlier in the programme, Neve Conley from the Mind Gym in Dungarvan had news about an uplifting event called Empowering Women, and that's taking place in the Limerick Strand Hotel to raise money for charity. And Lorraine is taking part in that event, which is on Sunday, the 16th of September. 
If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website. Now, our final interview this evening is with award-winning chef Tom Flavin and what a busy man Tom is in his role of Fulcher Ireland food champion and sitting on the Limerick Food Group. This year, the group has brought the Pigtown Festival back and Tom has a little preview of some of the fantastic events being staged in Limerick City and County this month and next. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Tom, you've had a busy summer with your fellow members of the Limerick Food Group and Pigtown is back this September and October. Yes, it is indeed. Um, very excited about it. This is our second year running. We um, are planning a Pigtown food series running throughout September and a few events might run into October this year. Before we get into the detail of some of the events, tell me about who is on the Limerick Food Group organising committee with you because I would imagine it is a lot of work to do this sort of event and it's all voluntary. Yeah, we're lucky. We have, um, there's about 10, I suppose, in total. We have um, people, other hoteliers, other chefs, people in the food industry, people from the Limerick Milk Market, people from marketing. So we've covered lots of different angles as accountant, qualified, qualified accountants in the team as well. So, um, like, it does take a lot, you know, of expertise, I suppose, in different areas. And we're very lucky with the group we have that we kind of, we've ticked nearly every box when it comes to it. And everybody just pulls their weight and does their stuff. There's times of the year when certain people are really, really busy and can't give as much input as they want to, but then other people pick up the slack and run with it and get it done. So it's great. We're a great, we're a great team together, really. Food festivals are fairly prevalent all across Ireland at the moment, so it's very challenging to come up with unique and unusual type events, but I think Pigtown ticks those boxes. Tell us about some of the events that are taking place in September and October. Well, Pigtown, I suppose, is unique because it's, it's really leash to Limerick and Limerick is really famous for its pigs and its ham in the past and we just want to keep that alive and promote in in the meantime then promote the Limerick suppliers that we have that may not even be connected to pigs but we have so many really good suppliers around Limerick of food producers and it's just about standing up and shouting about what we have in Limerick and some people even living in the locality might know about it so that's the reason we get together it's it's not really about pigs it's about the Limerick food produce and the produce we have here and and just shouting about it. Yeah because we don't want people to think that they're going to be force-fed bacon and all sorts of pork products they're certainly in there but they're complemented by all the other wonderful ingredients that we have in the area. We have fantastic beef we've got fantastic dairy like the cheese in Limerick is second to none you know we're really really blessed with everything along the wild Atlantic way so it's it's about the food it's not really about pigs but it just happens that pigs are a big part of it too and we're on the pig's back, pardon the pun. <laughs> a, a great expression, very apt. And you mentioned the Wild Atlantic Way there, and you're actually a Fulcher Ireland ambassador for the Wild Atlantic Way. And that has really opened your network of contacts yeah. along that part of the country. And you've, you've, you've availed of that and incorporated a lot of ingredients from that part of Ireland into your menu here at the Strand Hotel. Yeah, it's very like it's very good to be in, like Fulcher Ireland are really good to us. We're... Uh, as part of one of Fulda Ireland's food champions in the Wild Atlantic Way, we have a network of people throughout Ireland who we can call, and they're all involved in different food festivals and food, you know, um, events. So if you have difficulty or if you have a trouble with anything to do with a food festival, there's like 25 people you can call and say, 
what would you do or have you come across this problem before and it really helps us to get going and, and it, it keeps us all motivated you know we have a whatsapp group that we all share um, ideas and stories with and it's, it's, it's just really really good a fantastic network of yeah. contacts there. yeah they're a great they're a great crew like we still have a few outings to do through Falter Ireland so we're looking forward to that and getting more knowledge I suppose under our belts and moving forward and you'll be demonstrating your skills and expertise during September and October there's a number of cookery demonstrations taking place on Saturdays is it in the milk market yeah that's right we start with a, a food heritage tour, tour it starts in number one Perry Square that's 10.30 every Saturday morning you can book that online and then that's followed by a cooking demo in the milk market and we have different people every Saturday morning it will probably be around 12 o'clock noon time. So if you don't want to go to the Heritage Tour, you can still avail of the, of the cooking demo. I'm doing one myself with Etna Gavigan from LIT. Um, we're going to maybe focus a little bit on baking and sourdoughs and something like that. It's not finalized yet. And then the following week, we have Wade Murphy from 1826 Adair. Then after that, we have uh, Mike Tweedy from the Adair Manor. He's going to be doing his um demo and then the last one I think is Peter Jackson from the Armada so it's a great lineup of people and it's great to have it's great for these guys to give up their time on a Saturday morning to for a free cooking event it's it's really really good it's great for the community they're all top chefs in yeah, Ireland it's good it's great yeah. it's really really good and like it's as I say it's a free event and it's well worth coming along to the milk market at 12 o'clock if you don't want to do the heritage tour the, the Heritage Tour is with Fiona Keeley. I've actually done it myself there oh, yeah. just a few weeks ago. So it's it's really interesting because she starts talking about the different parts of Georgian Limerick yes, right. and explaining all the different attributes of it and pointing out lots of really interesting features and talking about how people all would have kept pigs back yeah. in the day because yeah. they were yeah. the easiest animals to keep. So it's definitely well worth doing, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's good, it's good. And that's just one of the events that we have running throughout the month. We have, um, we have a dinner on the 14th it's almost sold out now the picked Limerick Food Mile which will start here in the Strand Hotel at 6.15 and then we have transfers going to Azure so the first course will be in the Strand and they're all pig themed as well and again we will cater for vegetarians I suppose and vegans if, we, if they happen to if come along if we have to if we have, you to, have yeah. to just as long as they let you know in advance exactly exactly and then um, they're going on to Azure for the next course and then followed on to the Savoy and then from the Savoy and the finishing up in Perry Square so it's a nice night out for 49 euro 50 euro I think great value and you're being chauffeured in between each each place that includes the transfers yeah so it's a really good event and includes wine it does and beer Mm -hmm. well we're partnering with Steve from Treaty City Brewery this year so we'll be encouraging people to drink the beer and to just to showcase I suppose what beer we do have in Limerick and it's great to have him on board Um, but again if you'd want to change it for wine we can do that too it's no problem okay so that's just another dinner event we have another wine and swine and wine event in the strand towards the end of the month that's um a showcase um, wine dinner partnering with another wine partner of ours here in the strand um four course tasting menu um they're doing another one in mustard seed i believe a week before us and lit are holding another similar event um, I'm not sure of the date, but you can check it all on pigtown.ie. There's a whole list of events. And the mustard seed one is 48 euros. It's a twilight dinner, 48 euros. And if people want to stay over, it's 55 euros wow. per person, bed and breakfast sharing. So great value. There's lots of different activities yeah. and events on there that are really amazing value. Mm-hmm. Many of the events are free, but the ones that you do have to pay for. Great like, value. Yeah, like they absolutely. really need to jump on board here and just support the the locality and support like you won't go to the mustard seed for value like that it's fantastic 
And there's always a great buzz on that night. Last year, there was a gang yeah. of you at it. It was at the end of October, that That's right, dinner. Yeah, and it was like your rap fantastic. party. <laughs> yes, yes. And this year we have another one. I think our rap party might be in Perry Square this year. At the end of the month, they have a, um, a, a barbecue on a Sunday afternoon. I think it's for Limerick Kids. It's like a picnic, is it? Yes, that's right. That's right. So that might be our... That seems to be the last one at the moment. But these events are popping up all over the time. Some people are slow to the table, but it's great. We, we're still open for more events. If anybody wants to join us, just get in touch with somebody in limerickfood.ie. Um, we'll help you promote it. Brilliant. Well, it sounds like an amazing two months of events. As you say, the website address is pigtown.ie. That's right. If people go on there, they'll get all the details. And if people want to join the Limerick Food Group, you're always looking for new members. The door is always open. Yes. It's not an exclusive Absolutely club. not. Absolutely not. Um, we're a little bit more formalised this year. We have, uh, we're open as a company, so there'll be lots more um, things will happen down the road very slow to get these things off the ground and you know when everybody works full-time some people some of us have two jobs or three jobs you know so it is a slow process but it's a it, it's a really good initiative that just like-minded people get together and we push things on and get it done it's great fantastic well congratulations on putting together such a fantastic program of events again and best of luck with it thanks Sharon. bon appetit yummy grubs up delicious mmm Great to talk to Tom and well done to him and the other members of the Limerick Food Group. A really fantastic programme of events. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks to this evening's guests, Neve Conley, Lorraine Fannerin and Tom Flavin. And thanks to you for listening and don't forget to get in touch with your food and drink news, recipes and events. You can email me on s.noonan at live.ie. Next week I'll be back with more food and drink news, all being well. So until then, mind yourself. Bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit.